0: This is Business of Home. I'm your host, Dennis Scully. Every week, I'll be talking to leaders and innovators from all corners of the home industry. My guests this week are Kia McSwain and Kia Weatherspoon, the leaders of the Black Interior Designers Network. Founded in 2011, the BIDN provides support, mentorship, and advocacy for black designers in the industry. Kia McSwain, an interior designer based out of Denver, is president. Kia Weatherspoon, whose Washington, D.C. firm Determined by Design brings a high-end aesthetic to affordable housing projects, is the chief development officer. I spoke with the two of them about what has and hasn't changed since the racial reckoning of last summer, bringing beautiful design to every income bracket, and pushing for progress in an industry that's slow to change. This podcast is brought to you by Atlanta Market, the premier gift, decor, and lifestyle market. Held semi annually in January and July at America's Mart, Atlanta Market is the place to discover new resources and to connect with thousands of makers, manufacturers, and sales reps ready to help you get back to business. Source all your needs in one convenient location at Atlanta Market with thousands of brands that are presented across hundreds of showrooms and temporary exhibits, offering a curated, cross-category shopping experience with complementary product neighborhoods, including home decor, tabletop, housewares, fashion accessories, seasonal decor, and much more. And all to the trade only. To learn more and to pre-register for Summer Market, July 13th through the 19th, visit atlantamarket.com. Slash B-O-H. The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. They've discovered the world's best craftsmen and techniques. Using materials native to the region and tools accustomed to individual craftsmen, they strive for perfection every step of the way. With all of this, you'll see the details of your own story. The story of a life well-crafted. This is the story craft tells welcome to the house of roll visit houseofroll.com to explore and now on with the show i wanted to start by sharing with listeners a, a little bit of the history behind the black interior design network and and i know that there's uh, there's a story of, of, of sort of the, the original founder and sort of what the organization was, was about when it, when it first started. And I, and I wonder, uh, Kia, if you can share with us a, a little bit of the, the history and, and, and what the organization started as.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm assuming that that question is for Kia Max Wayne, me.
0: That's right. That Uh is that is to you.
1: So the Black Interior Designers Network was founded in 2010. It became a demand organization after other designers noticed that Kimberly Ward had created this African American top 20. Right. This was a list curated of 20 vetted designers who were doing big things in our industry. And other designers said, okay, you've created this African American top 20, but what about the black interior designers, you know, that need resources, right? Um, and, and that need visibility, you know, what about us? And so, you know, she went back to the drawing board and she came back with the black interior designers network and, um, I came on about 2015 and began working with her and began trying to create some equity within our industry. And she passed in 2017, and I took the helm as the president, and here we are today.
0: You, you mentioned the idea of, of, of trying to create some equity within the industry. So, so in the early days, what, what did that look like?
1: It looked like a, a very small group of women trying to get something done. With very few resources, v- very little finance, very little support um, coming from the industry. You know, I, I I mean, we we had a good deal of support coming from members, right? But the the amount of support coming from the industry was not as heavy as as we're seeing today.
0: So, so today, you feel like pe- people are more open to to having a conversation about.
1: A few Make. people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a few <laughs> people, people Dennis. You know, uh, a few They're knocking the door down, but just a few, you know.
0: I don't want to get into uh, sort of the the the, the sadness around uh, sort of Kimberly's passing and 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 sort of you taking it taking it on, but I but I know that that was certainly an, an emotional time, and and I'm. It, it, for you I, I guess I'm wondering what what it felt like that she gave you sort of wanted you to take this on and gave you sort of that that responsibility and and sort of that that mantle and 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 what it what it sort of means to to you personally uh, what she passed on to you
1: hmm. I think Kim was a genius in a way i I, I think that we don't we don't consider enough how. You, how it must feel to know you're dying and to be focused on an organization, right? Who's going to lead that organization? You know, what the first steps are, right? To getting them prepared, even though you really can't prepare them because just experience and time in itself has to prepare them. Um, I think that was a daunting time for me to think back on considering all the things that she must've been going through. And really still, still prioritizing this organization and, um, it not just staying afloat, but it succeeding. You know, we had a, we had a few conversations and, um, some of them I left teary eyed. Some of them I left smiling. Some of them I left really upset. But I think the gist of what she was trying to instill in. Even those who have not become members yet, is that the industry has no say over who you are, how good you are, what you can produce, what you will be, right? It is our job and our duty to be there for the future. And I think Kim realized once, you know, she had passed on that I would then become the future. And so, um, it's, it's, it is a cycle that I'm trying my best to uphold and make sure that it is it is beneficial. That's right. That's right, Kia.
2: Yeah, I want to chime in for a second. Yeah. I don't think it's a cycle. I think it's a legacy. You know, yeah. I think it's the legacy a proper word for it. It's a legacy. I, I think it's a legacy. And I also think it's it, it was form it's a more of a necessity because the work still needs to be done. And I and I never had the, the the pleasure of meeting Kimberly, but I think we need to realize and celebrate what she's done, what she did, what she built, and how can we build on that? Um there's a man named Jack Travis and he he often talks about our elders, not in a way of an age thing, but I think we have to look at Kimberly as an elder. You hear this often, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams, but I think we are right now in this moment. What Kia has been able to do and continue to build is is literally building on the legacy of her elder. Uh, So I think there's honor in that. I think there's sadness and grief, but it's also, I think the resiliency That people of color and sometimes specifically black women, we have no choice but to embody, to continue to move the needle and do the work. Is that fair, Dennis?
0: Uh, Absolutely, and 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 so. Come
2: on now, Dennis. You know what I said about I say fair. Mm-hmm. You don't well, have Dennis no, now. You know. have Dennis saying, "Is that fair?"
1: I know, fair?
2: I know. I, by
0: by what the end of this interview, I'll be ending it. my sentences with "Is that fair?" I I know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try. So and so, Kia Weatherspoon has uh, jumped into the conversation, and we should explain for for listeners that 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 Kia was was brought into the organization fairly recently, mm-hmm. right? And, yep. and 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 Kia tell me tell me what your tell me what your role is now with the organization and 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 what your what your mission is
2: can I I'm gonna give you my unofficial title uh, please my unofficial title was get that money right oh yes like, wow. okay. But my official title is the chief <laughs> development officer. You know, it was important for me to, to come in as in this role, because one of the things that I think we just heard Kia talk about is resources, creating opportunities and making access to revenue and income and opportunities. That's where I fall into play as the chief development officer. Um, and I think where I'm at in my, in, in my career and in my journey it's real sweet right now for me because I've built my own path in my own way, right And I know the next journey on my career path is making sure other designers of color are, are getting the some of the same opportunities. I constantly have to remind myself I'm the exception not the rule and I need that to change. So me becoming a part of the the network um, in this leadership role was to make sure all designers of color, specifically black ones, can eat from a very, very lucrative and abundant full table. That's what my role is here in the network. And I'm very, very excited about that.
0: You mentioned that you were able to make your own way, and that is not an opportunity that many have.
2: Yeah, you know, I, say, I, I mean, I'm going to strip it down because I can sell the story and I can make it sound glamorous, right? So if we if we strip it down to what it is, I don't want to hear that. Let's not. Let's w- strip it down for I'm me. Okay? I'm going to strip it down. It down. Okay. Gonna it down. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're going to strip it down. Right. right. I'm a student from Portsmouth the, from Portsmouth, Virginia, who's run a business in a luxury service trade or commodity interior design, strictly focused on equity and low income housing. So I do luxury work in poor communities. If you really strip it down to what it is, right? right? I am hyper mission focused around design equity and making sure interior design is a standard for all and not a luxury for a few. That is counterintuitive to what industry says interior design actually is. Because everyone's selling luxury. No one's been selling equity except in the last kind of 14 months, right? So focusing on equity and design, I have been able to build a lucrative design business for the past 10 years. Being my whole self, not conforming, not being professional, whatever that means, it's just coded language, right? And I'm successful. I just got my honorary doctorate from the New York School of Interior Design. By the time you hear this podcast is aired, I'm getting the Design for Humanity Award from ASID. I was IIDA's Anna Hernandez Luna Textile Visionary Awards recipient. So I got all the awards as a black woman in a luxury service focusing on equity. I need more people to know you can make it in this industry by following your own damn path. Not trying to be like anyone else. That is the key to success. It is possible. So what I'm trying to promote is possibility, financial gains, and doing your following your own path. That is what more people need to know. And I did not have all the resources, and that's all right, but I still found my way. I don't want other people in my industry to have to struggle the way that I did. So if I can make it easier for them in my role in the network, using the voice and the platform that I have, that is what i intend to do we don't need to operate from this place of struggle to make it we just need to make a way for all of our people damn take them to church kia (laughs) that's what that's the type of strip down i need that's
1: what i want right right down okay yeah Yeah. like somebody bring this girl a pole like yeah that was it (laughs) that is it oh i just got
0: that Do you, do you see what you did there with the with the really poll? Yeah. Yeah. See the direction she
2: took I that? I told in? you yeah. I was a C student, so I was a little further. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: It's okay. Yeah. I got enough wit for the both of us. <laughs>
2: It, it, no. Well,
0: well, and and how about from C student to Doctor Weatherspoon now, Yay. right?
1: I
2: right? mean, Doctor Weatherspoon. Wow, I'm your Doctor. That, That's how you call me, Doctor Weatherspoon. Well, I, I think know. for the rest
0: of the interview, you're yeah. Doctor Weatherspoon. I think she threw down that doctorate, right, Kia? So we gotta like acknowledge that. Yeah. I
1: might. Yeah, right. I felt like we were in a spades game when you brought that one out, Keith. Like, Slam that one down. Yeah, I, I was feeling it. I was feeling it. But but the the importance behind her sharing right all of those amazing accolades and where she is right now is the fact that when she came to me. She expressed the fact that, you know, hey, I've I've done what I needed to do for all these other organizations and it's time for me to step up for my people. And when, when you're in the discovery part of life and discovering and just journeying and trying to figure out what it is you need, you really need like-minded individuals who can not only be like-minded, but think further out than you can. Our 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 mission was the same. You know, she's focused on the money, the scholarship, the future of the students. Right. Whereas I'm like, hey, we got to figure out how we can support and provide resources for designers on all levels, from students all the way up to novices, all the way up to vetted designers. This network has to be and will be the resource for any black interior designer who knows or does not know their way. this industry Mm -hmm. like kia said we need to be that we owe that to them i couldn't fathom kim having that that mindset when i went to her i was i already graduated with a bachelor's in english i minored in writing i was supposed to go to law school i taught kindergarten for two and a half years you know i i knew that that was not the route i wanted to take and i knew i couldn't afford to go back to school immediately I need a mentorship. I need a real mentorship from someone who understood what I might have to go through later on. I needed mentorship from someone who knew the industry, someone who wasn't afraid, someone who knew that the industry needed to be blessed with the gift that Black people often share and are never compensated for. We're never, we're never uh, given our, our, our credit for. Right. So now the way I see the network and I see, you know, Kia Weatherspoon coming on Dr. Weatherspoon. I like, I like to say that, that feel good. Right. Dr. Weatherspoon having her right for anyone out there who felt like I need, I need something, but you might not be qualified enough to provide it for me. Right now. What, what y'all going to say? What can you say? Well so who
0: so who who's saying that to you and and what does that mean when they're saying that to you what, what? I mean, Nobody,
1: they better not say that, but it just in case <laughs> they did, right?
2: <laughs> no, I, I mean, real talk though, Dennis, I, yeah. I think if we look at our industry, There, it is very elitist, right? It's elitist in the sense of you do hospitality, you do residential, I'm licensed, you are not, you are a formally mm-hmm. trained designer, you're not, you don't have a design education. So I, I think we do have to acknowledge the, the classism and um, elitism that exists within the industry of interior design. As a whole, so while no one may have said that to Kia McSwain Mm -hmm. directly, Mm -hmm. you you know, you hear these conversations behind. Well, she's she's not a licensed designer. Well, she's she doesn't have a formal design degree. And we're not going to make this a conversation about practice and titles act title acts and all those other things. But as anyone who finds their space, their creative outlet, their profession in creating interior environments um, and spaces, I I think we need to acknowledge we all come to the Industry and profession from different viewpoints and advantages, but it doesn't make one path right, wrong, better than the other. Yeah.
1: I think our community looks at the success and progression, you know, as, as a, a, a golden road. You know, we, we, we want the best. You know, if, if I'm, if I'm mentored, if, if I'm coached, you know, um, I want to see, like you say all the time, Kia, I want to see the receipts, right? because when i go out into this air quote good old boy industry air quote right they want to know what i know where i you know where i learned it you know um and and, and it it's got to hold up it's got to be able to hold up
0: i mean to your to your point about good old boy sort of industry does the does the industry feel like that to to you does it does it feel like you have to somehow perform at a higher level or or present greater credentials or, to your point i mean oh
1: america is that so i wouldn't expect our industry to be any different america is that that is america and i think i can you know i very rarely say that but i think i i speak for all of us when i say that so it is for sure you know woven into the interior design
2: industry what do you think, Kia? It, interior design, architecture, it is a predominantly white space, right? This idea of elevated and luxury spaces, it, it's sold to people of affluence. Um, and this is not to, to, to damn luxury or anything like it, but it's not sold for people of color. Um, so I think there is a good old boy or a good old white woman's club, depending on you know how you want to look at it. I, I think people of color, do we historically have to be t- 10 times as better or whatever just to Yes, but I think what I'm trying to say is my success is rooted in just being who I am. And I want more people to understand that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the path forward.
0: When you choose to attend Atlanta Market, you're not only getting a hands-on personal experience, but you're also part of something more. A community of business owners, manufacturers, sales associates, buyers, creatives, and creators. All with a positive and energizing spirit. Get inspired by the fabrics, the colors, and the design-forward product displays on the showroom floors, and take those innovative ideas back to your customers and clients. Pre-register at atlantamarket.com slash boh, and join us this summer from July 13th through the 19th. You mentioned Key Weatherspoon. You mentioned earlier that yes, Doctor Weatherspoon. You mentioned earlier when you were excuse me, forgive me, I slipped there for yeah, a moment. Dennis, get uh, right, Doctor doc, Weatherspoon. If I could take you back to earlier remarks in this conversation, uh, you 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 mentioned. You mentioned that fourteen months ago, or whatever the time period was, that we sort of look at last last summer, and 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 suddenly more people were were appearing willing to have the conversation at least
1: around
0: mm-hmm. around the inequity, mm-hmm. and and at least people were were coming forward and saying. What what more can we do, or or how can we how can we participate in, in in a meaningful way? Tell me what that looked like for you specifically. What what happened for you during that time?
2: For for me specifically, it didn't look any different than doing the work I had already been doing. Um, I had already been hyper focused on design equity and my space and the, and the, what my firm, Return by Design, does. So it was bizu- business as usual for me. I'm sorry, mission as usual. Mm. For me.
0: Well, and and Kia, I'm imagining that it was it was pretty dramatic the the outreach to to the network at that at that time, and I wonder if you could tell me what it looked like for you.
1: For me, it was annoying, almost right.
0: Really? Maybe. How
1: so? Yeah, right. It became a. It became overwhelming uh we we felt this massive overhaul you know of people reaching out you know how can we help how can we be a part and we're like we don't know you know you tell us what it is you want to do we can't we can't share with you how to change your life how to how to want to be better right we had people like oh well we, we want to cut a check we have we even had people reaching out um it's funny now as it is um it's it was funny then i to me um we had people reaching out and and literally leaving us voicemails saying, hey, it's Monday. We reached out to you Friday. We're trying to cut you a check. If you don't call us back or you don't reach back out to us, we're going to cut a check to another black organization. And we're like, oh, you know, OK, wow. You know, but yeah. th- being asked, um, how can we help? What is it we can do? You know, that has to be the most insulting question to me. It's not my job to teach you. Um, how to be better. You see what's wrong just as much as I see what's wrong. You've been blinded by it for some time because that was I think that was most frustrating for me. Well, I didn't know this was still going on.
0: Is that right? Is that what people were saying? Absolutely. I didn't know absolutely.
1: And I'm like, Well, where where were who where were you? Like, were you next door neighbors with Patrick and Sandy and Squidward and Spongebob? Like, literally, where have you been? I wanna know but well, but but leadership calls you to do something different right leadership right or or what we've been conditioned to think leadership right um black leadership is is grabbing hands saying okay you don't know let me show you let me tell you we've told them now right so now what
0: well so what you, you you told them quite a few things, and the organization laid out some some very specific items, and I, and I want to get into that a little bit and 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 talk through some of those because I think that there's lots of different points that you that you made, and I wonder what sort of sticks out to you the the most as you think about the the priorities for you. I thought that the that the issue around that stop the discriminatory minimum account issues for example comes up a lot right and and there are a lot of barriers to perhaps doing business with an organization because they've got a minimum order that you've got to place and it and it seemed like that was that was one of the things that you wanted to to talk about and, and, and point to tell me about that.
1: Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit and then Kia, I'll hand it over to you. But for me, it's pretty, it's, it's simple, you know, um, in, in order to run, right. And I know Kia cringes when I say that in order to be able to run a business, a luxury business, right. You've got to be able to buy into luxury vendors, it is no secret that, that African Americans have not been afforded the, the resources, the finances to be able to buy in at these large amounts. However, when doing business, true businessmen, they manipulate. They, they move however they need to move in order to do business, in order to satisfy their client. In order to work with them right now, we know that this has been done over years, you know, friends, of family. Oh, oh, I know this person. Oh, they're trying to buy in at this vendor. Oh, they don't have this amount. Oh, it's OK. Tell them as long as they meet the minimum by the end of the year, they're good to go. Right. We're good. All right. We're good. If if I'm looking for the same, it's not It that's not the reality of it. You know, we've got to, I've, I've got to grab Dr. Weatherspoon. I've got to, hey, who do you know on your team that might be needing, you know, a sofa or, or chairs from this vendor? We've got to create a buying group. So then when we begin building equity by creating buying groups and these sorts of resources, then we find there being issues with these vendors. Oh, well, it's not working because of this. It's not going to work because of that. There There are so many different excuses that have that have reared their heads versus we understand what it is that you need, right? It doesn't matter that we've not done it in the past. We are willing to manipulate what is in place, what is in in ink, right? To... Help afford you those resources to get you where you need to be.
0: So, are are you suggesting that some organizations would tell you that there's a there's a certain minimum that you needed to buy, and then you found a way to meet that minimum, and then there was another
1: barrier? Yeah, there was, and, and there was another, another reason. There's another justification as to why we can't do it or why it's not you know going to work. And I'm like, you know, I I know about a, a few third party you know services mm-hmm. that that act as they act third party. You know, I, I can purchase through this third party company. The third party company has this account, you know, or this agreement with these particular vendors. No different than Wayfair. Right. Right. So why is it that, you know, there's no consideration or very little consideration when it comes to um, starting a buying group, you know, or even working with other designers? You know, I've I was speaking to a rep at at one one time about. um there being a, a different buy-in based on there being a brick and mortar. You know, we know reps, we've, I've, I've had these conversations with reps, you know, they're willing mm-hmm. to do whatever they need to do, honestly, to meet their numbers, to, to get it done. Right. However, this particular rep is like, oh no, we don't do that. You're going to have to, you know, buy in at this, you don't have a storefront, you know, well, I'm working with another designer and, and this is what she shared. And, you know, and working with me. And this is what we're able to do. What's her name? Like, no, I'm not sharing that information. Why does that information even matter? So then it became, I want to know who you're working with, what this other designer's name is that you've been working with, how she got the buy-in that she got it in at, you know, we're not doing that. You know, we, you know, and I'm like, you're totally doing that. It's, it's being done. It's a lot deeper than The vendors, you know, a lot of times, you know, the vendors are are okay with working these, these situations out when it's just your rep. Who are these reps that you guys are dealing with? If you're having issues with designers and designers are buying in or trying to buy in, but your rep is not going above and beyond to do their job to make sure that they're able to buy in and actually trying to prevent them, then that's a problem because it's, it's no longer, you know, nobody's going to look at it and say, Oh, It's my rep. They're gonna say it's that vendor, the company. And it's expected, you know, when there are partnerships with black interior designers that don't go so well with vendors and you know, whatever the case may be. You wanna know who they look at and who they say it didn't go well with? The black interior designers network. Hmm. So it's no different. It's no different. Just it's just on that side. There's no accountability.
0: And since you brought this issue to people's attention and since you sort of called this issue out, do you feel as if there has been a, a change a, a around this issue? Have, have companies sort of woken up to this practice or, or have there been Mia culpas? Or no, been- it's
1: work. It's work for them. That would call for real work. Digging, rearranging, moving, getting, cleaning house right? That calls for some real live work. Um, of the 37 states that painted Black Lives Matter on their streets, you know, only one ended qualified immunity? Only one. It's, that's America. So it's no different for the industry. Yeah. I'll post your black square. Yeah. I might write you a check. Oh, I'll even sign up for an allyship. How much is that? Let me talk to my accountant. Well, if we pay them this amount per month, we come out what? Okay, we can do it. All right, fine, right? But real live action takes work. What do you think, Kia? Am I hopeless
2: over here? Am I? You know, it's a it's a a harsh reality. You know, people want to hear that change happened last year. People want. A, a, A positive outcome. They want a happy ending, right? And and I think it would be dishonest of us to paint this picture like in a in a year or since last summer. So much has changed, and it really hasn't. And I think that's what that's what's key is key is saying. And I think the reality of it is the backlash might be like, oh wait, they sound ungrateful. (laughs) They sound grateful right? Like how dare we acknowledge it for what it really is a year later. It it was a lot to unpack with what Kia just said, and I think it might go over some people's head how that directly correlates back to, you know, our industry. Uh, But it's 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 systematic and it's systemic and we deal with it in in the in the interior design space. So. So, yeah.
0: Well, and I. I I want to I want to pick up on this what what you were just saying about how, how much progress has been made and and I, I want to talk about that but I I I want to I want to better understand myself some of the other items that you outlined mm-hmm. in the in the ally sort of designer how to because another one that that I want to understand better is stop pushing Eurocentric design. And, and and I want to understand what what that what that means, and and Kia is, is laughing a little bit for those who can't. Uh, but I, but so help help me understand better what that what that means and and what that issue is all about.
2: That's all you, Kia. Yeah, it's just
1: <laughs> it's really white, Dennis. It's really white. You know, it's it is. The Eurocentric blueprint has been the blueprint until something they like pops up, but it is derived from the African culture or the Asian culture, right? What we, this is good design. What we say is good design is good design. What you flip your magazine open and see, it is good design. If it does not look like this, this, it, it is not it. That ain't it, right? Well, no. No. You know, we we determine what good design is and, and that's just not, you know, designers, but that's publications. Right. OK. Publications. There you go. Here we are. We've, mm. we've arrived at the publication stop. A lot of that weight is on publications because they are the Bible, you know, of of what interior design should should read. Right. So if if they're pushing this Eurocentric blueprint, then people will feel as though this is what their work needs to look like.
0: Well, so so let's talk about publications because there's a, there's a lot there. And so you you partnered with a very significant shelter publication, right? So Architectural Digest and the the iconic Home Project.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So yes, we had um, our first ever virtual show house to launch um, last fall with. Architectural Digest and it was an amazing right. partnership. Yes. Um, it granted amazing visibility uh, for myself and other designers, architects, and just really show just how much, right um, we were able to allow our work to sit with the world and for them to really soak it up and say, you know, hey, this is really dope work. Regardless of how we look at it, regardless to who created it, it's really dope work and how do we catapult them. That was that was the goal, right? Mm. And AD said, Hey, we're here for that goal. Whatever it is we can do, we're here to to, to do that, right? Right. Um, and we did it and it was it was amazing. And um, Amy Astley and her team at Architectural Digest, they put in some some work. Um the Boundary UK put in some work, the, the Black Interior Designers Network put in some work and we made an, an amazing production happen. Now, are we looking for more? Absolutely. Are we always going to be looking for more? Absolutely. I think that, you know, a lot of our partners, a lot of publications, a lot of designers, you know, they're, they're, they are getting tired. You know, they, they are running out of ideas. You know they are literally being backed into the corner when it comes to us saying, okay, so now what? What have you guys got next? You know, up, you know, what's up your sleeve? Now, what, 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 what? And they're like, well, we just did this. Well, is is this not enough for right now? It it's it it isn't because there's there's always a ladder to climb, right? Mm-hmm. And in terms of equity, we're so far behind. Right and and here I go sounding all hopeless again, Doctor Witherspoon. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we're so far behind, Dennis, that you could partner with us and us solely for the next ten years to do a show house, and it still will not have placed us where we need to be in in terms of visibility when the, within the industry. I know that what we're asking for isn't too much. It's it's getting a strong enough, bold enough group of supporters, non non black supporters to say, okay, this is cool and all. But what about this? You guys brought this much money in last year. You've you've used this for marketing. You've used this for this. You know, I want to see some receipts. Where are your dollars going? You know, what did you spend out last year to to partner with black designers? Did you partner with anybody last year to create um, some sort of a line where they can they can make a percentage off these items that are being sold? What have you done? And so for me, um, the benefit, the hugest benefit in my opinion, in having AD as that show house partner was that we were we were able to you know take time after that launch to come back to the table and reinvent right um the next level if you know and AD was essentially saying you know okay if if we have the opportunity to help you guys as long as we can to grow and to build we want to do that and we're like okay we don't have to have all the answers they don't have to have all the answers but the willingness to do so means more than what we're getting from a a a so many other people in the industry publications. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, I spoke on pacification a little bit earlier. I'll, I'll reiterate, right. There's always going to be the challenge when anything is brought to any table there, there's going to be, you know, some, some disagreements, right. Some, um, some encouraging to increase standard, some light explanation some 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 light sharing what's on the heart but all of it is is due for the right partnership in my opinion you know it, everybody's not going to get it right we don't always get it right but as long as we keep going and keep working and and not focusing on the money and the time right now but more so what this could be in the future for the people we are supporting or attempting to support then that is always the goal. Um, Kia and I had, Dr. Weatherspoon and I, forgive me, had the conversation the other day about, you know, just, you know, people, well, what if, you know, I I believe it was brought to us. If people don't hear anything for this amount of time, then they might feel like you're not partnering anymore. They might feel like you, that's not our concern. We want the industry to really see substance coming out of the work that we're putting into this organization, which is not for you for you guys listening. It's it's not it's not light work. And if the industry understood what it is to want to put in work without getting something back, I think they would truly understand what we're asking for as an organization, because this industry is 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 it's wrangled up in making money and making a dime and making a dollar, right? You know, I'm sure that that the designers who are out there like, you know, okay, this is slowing me down. This black issue, this is slowing me down. It's because their mind is not stayed on equity and selflessness. And what America has told us that America should be like. It's, it is, I got to eat, fuck y'all, figure it out. And um, when do you think we'll be able to get this done? So for us, because, I, because you know our, our loyalty is to the future, to our people, to just seeing them not just survive, but thrive in this industry. That is, that is the driving passion behind it all. Wanting something for my people if I don't get shit back. But I can't do it alone. I need the industry to back me in it. If I don't have the industry backing me in it, I'm still alone, right? I'm just rallying with my people. Like, you know, we we get people here and there, you know, what can I do? What what do you need me for? Like what are you good at? You know, okay, I'm good at this. All right, let's let's see how you can implement that. Over here, make it happen, make it work for us. You know, the designers that benefit from it, they benefit. Everybody's not going to benefit from it. Everybody can't take everything you're giving them, right? Some things are fit for some people, whereas other things aren't. That's okay. That's life. But if your justification every time is because, oh, well, you know, I don't know how many of your of your members do this and I don't know how many went to school and I don't know how many, you know, are qualified for this and that, you know, that's where we get into the OK. It's it's a it's a show and prove. It's a constant show and prove. And sometimes you just want to be like, why? Right. What I what I partner with you t- with to produce, it's about to sell out. You know it. I know it. If money is the is the main concern, you know, and people are like, oh, people are like, it's not it's not a a race issue. It's a money issue. They feel like, you know, black designers don't spend. They we need them to spend, spend more. Okay.
0: Is that something that's been articulated to you? Oh, Have people said to you that they don't think that the designers in your organization spend enough money for absolutely. for it to be worthwhile for it, them to accommodate you?
1: You know, how much do you spend? How did you hear about us? Where did you find us? Why? Do you ask everybody that that reaches out to you for a memo or a sample, you know, are you actually going to buy from us? What? Send me your address right now so I can pull up and snatch my wallpaper and then purchase worth of wallpaper in my head, but I'm I'm like, no, I would never, I would never purchase wallpaper from you simply because of the questions that you ask that some people are going to say, well, what's wrong with asking that? Those microaggressions that we deal with, right? Yeah. You're not asking Rebecca if Rebecca's going to purchase wallpaper if Rebecca reaches out for memos. No, but you hear the blackness in my voice is what you hear. And you don't expect that I'm going to shop with y'all. But not only am I going to shop with y'all, but I'm going to create something that, that, that moves your jaw from your upper jaw to the floor. And what you've done in those few seconds, you've ruined a relationship with me that you could have had, right? And so that is, you know, that is, that's the industry. Sorry for my rant. Um, thank you, Dr. Weatherspoon. Wrap me up.
0: No, no, doc, doc, oh. Dr. Weatherspoon. Over, over, over <laughs> to you. To me
1: over here. Uh, I, I, I,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're texting each other during the interview. I did I'm,
2: I'm trying to help you out because
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: you got, you got two powerful kids in one room. And I, before I, he I know. Started wiping his it's a forehead lot. when he it's wiped a lot. Forehead I'm like, oh you know, my his, god. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no. But, but yeah. no, but but no, but this is. This is, this is the real stuff, and I mean, and, and, right, and, the, and this, these are the real issues. The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. They've discovered the world's best craftsmen and techniques. Using materials native to the region and tools accustomed to individual craftsmen, they strive for perfection every step of the way. With all of this, you'll see the details of your own story, the story of a life well crafted. This is the story craft tells. Welcome to the House of Roll. Visit houseofroll.com to explore. So the other issue that I want to pick up on, and the, the word fatigue was used, and right, and I fear, like you, we've talked about a little bit that people are starting to suggest that they're they're running out of steam that they're running out of momentum with, with, with this and i wonder if you could tell me specifically what what you hear or or what what you are feeling is going on it 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 sounds as if you don't feel that the industry has met you where you were hoping they would they would be.
2: Yeah, because I I think the fatigue, we joke like if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense, show me your receipts, right? I think the easy thing to do was to make a donation and feel like that was enough to some outside entity and organization. But I think for me, industry, and if we're speaking specifically of A&D firms, Mm -hmm. did you look at the pay inequity that exists between your white um, employees and team members, and you're in team members of color. Did you did you completely bring their salaries up to where they needed to be to their white counterparts? Did you do that? That's how you start really making change, and that would require it to affect your bottom dollar, right? Your operating expenses, right? Creating pay equity is step one within your own organizations, and I think that type of that type of really frank conversation. Um people aren't having it. And I think the fatigue comes into play. It's like, are we still talking about this? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Because actually there are still black people being murdered. Right. And and it, it sounds so like, well, is that really the thing? Yeah, that is what popped this whole thing off. No one wants to acknowledge that. And I think what's happening is outside's opening back up, um, everyone's getting vaccinated and, and they can they can go. So it's not in their face. So because it's not in their face, so it's not their problem anymore. It was in their living room, their children were watching it, the conversations were happening in their schools. And I think the fatigue in our industry comes into play because everyone to get wants to get to everyone wants to get back to the new normal when it's just like, well, you know, the old normal was fucked anyway. And we trying to go back to that. And I think they're tired. And when people tell me they're tired, I'm like, how you think I feel being black? How tired do you think I felt when when someone said I was too loud? I was I was I was exhausted, tired. When someone said, "Oh, your hair is not straight," you think I was tired. You all haven't had the space or really to to understand what it feels like to be exhausted um, and tired. But I think the fatigue in this in this it's fair, it's honest, it's fair that they're tired. They won't say it to our face, but I think people are tired. Um, industry is tired already. But I think we're also tired of talking about as black designers. And I don't want to only talk about diversity and inclusion. There are amazing designers of color doing amazing, amazing work. Let's get back to that. That's what I think, you know, for me, I'm tired of, I'm tired of talking about it. You all need to do the action. I don't want to talk about it. If your action, if you don't show action or receipts, I don't want to talk about it with you. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of the lip service.
0: Well, and I, and I'm, to your point dr weatherspoon i mean i am i am just as keen to talk to you about one of your central issues that you've raised repeatedly which is broadening out the availability of, of- where great design is available to to all Mm -hmm. and 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 removing and both of you have spoken to this this notion of of design being up here at this luxury level Mm -hmm. when when we we all so desperately need for good design to be available to to everyone And, and and we need to have designers available to to to, to everywhere where people are gathering and people need to be made to, to feel better and, and right. I mean, I,
2: absolutely. I mean, a big part of, and I don't, I don't subscribe to the labels of industry. You know, I do market, you do host, restaurants. I just create spaces for people and I want to create spaces, beautiful, inspiring, uplifting um, spaces that are just rooted in the depth of the stories of communities and peoples wherever they are. Those are the type of spaces that I want to create. What that building type is does not matter to me. I just so happen to do it in multifamily, multi-housing, and I just so happen to choose to do it in affordable housing and low-income communities. Because those communities are often disenfranchised and people of color traverse in and out of spaces from the corner store to the grocery store, to their schools, to the hospital, and then all the way to their apartment building, which happens to be their home. And they're less than. And I'm saying, no, no one's space should be determined. The level of beauty and adornment and decoration that it has should be determined based on their socioeconomic standing, period, right? Right. It's not, you know. People look at our work and they say, "Wow, I can't tell it's affordable housing." That's the whole fucking point. You shouldn't be able to tell. Good design is good design, and it's not. It should be mid-century modern or this or that. That's bullshit, right? To me, design is inherently about the concepts, the stories of people. How do we infuse that into the design process? Um, I don't need to. And and to to be fair, Dennis, luxury is an illusion, and this is what I mean by that. You know, you go to any multi-dwelling type of space, right? Whether it's an apartment building, a hotel, a hospital, a dorm, right? In that multi-unit type dwelling, there's typically a bathroom, right? And there's typically floor tile and some wall tile in the shower. And I, I was talking to um, one of my towel reps and, you know, she was just telling me there's this like five-star boutique hotel, like top luxury, 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 right? And she was saying how like, oh my God, like they're nickel and diamond me because they only want to spend $2.50 per square foot on their 12 by 24 shower towel. I said, we put that shit in our projects too, right? <laughs> but someone will pay a premium, pay $5,000 a night to stay in this fucking hotel because it's branded that way. The All luxury right. is the illusion. <laughs> but yet our industry, well, I'm better because I do luxury. No, I'm not even going to get into markup culture, but we sell, we, we market design as this thing for just those who have, but if you strip it back and cost for cost, material cost wise, you know, in my affordable housing project, we have a $30,000 backlit cool edge light system because we fought for transparency and we made it get on our deal, which you can find it in the hotel, the office space. It's an illusion, but yet. It's better if we slap luxury on it. I'm not demonizing the word luxury. I just want us to strip that down and say, make it nice for people across the board. When people talk about designing in low com- income, you say, well, we wanted to make a space dignified. No one fucking goes to Kelly Wurstler and say, hey, Kelly, can you make a dignified space <laughs> for my white kids? <laughs> but but that's, the, that's the standard we use for people of color. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about community work and designing, well, we wanted a space that's dignified. Dang, that's sad. That's the bare minimum for us, for people of color. And I think that's when I say industry needs a reckoning of stop selling this dream of it's only for the elite. It is for all is a necessity. And we all just spent a lot of times indoors. And if we really thought about it, the people who spent time in inadequate, inhumane and unhealthy spaces were predominantly people of color because some white architect thought that that was dignified. And enough. That's what industry really needs to understand. That's why the Black Interior Design Network is so relevant. So people of color can build, develop, and design their own communities. Because unfortunately, our white co- counterparts and their savior complex, they sometimes just want to create a dignified place, space for the white, for the black people. And that's just not the way, Dennis. That's not the way. That's not the way. Um,
0: I, I, I well, couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. That's
2: couldn't <laughs> Could yeah. could not agree more. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Get it out. You gotta get yours more. out too. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. God. God bless how y'all edit this thing up. Woo!
0: Well <laughs> I, I, I hope we don't have to. I hope we don't have to. Woo! So so after after hearing all of all, all of what Dr. Weatherspoon just just laid down for us, Kia, despite your your sensing that there's a there's a bit of uh there's a bit of fatigue in the industry. You 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 think you can, uh, with Dr. Weatherspoon's help, I I doubt that it'll be hard to to get people re- revved up and 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 ready to to engage It's 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 easy to see how people have gotten distracted, as you were saying, by getting back out there. Right, I get it, and and people yeah. are all excited to to get back outside, and and there's a feeling that maybe a lot of problems have been solved. That that of course really really haven't right
1: yeah yeah it's, but it's a, okay uh, because i'm here to be their cup of coffee and Kia's gonna be their adderall and we're gonna come <laughs> up <laughs> that's that's
0: that is a that is a a, a stimulating combination yeah, yeah. Uh, between, the two, between the it's, two it's, of you
1: it's up and it's moving and we're not stopping th-
0: th- thank you both so much for for having this conversation and 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 for making the time to to talk about all of this i, I really appreciate it and I, I really appreciate both of you making the time
2: dennis thank you thank you so much this uh, was a pleasure and we we're gonna be doing a lot of these podcasts dennis so you you should feel real special right now mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well i do
0: i do honored honored is the word that comes to yeah, mind yeah thank so. you so
2: much
0: <laughs> thank thank, thank you thanks for listening if you'd like to keep up with the latest industry news, visit us online at businessofhome.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, browse job postings, or join our BOH Insider membership community for access to exclusive online educational workshops, a free print subscription, a private Facebook group, and more. If you have a note for the podcast, drop us a line at podcast at this show was produced by Fred Nikolaus and edited by Albert Burge for Podfly. I'm Dennis Scully. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe and healthy, and I'll see you next week.